This week on The Right Fit. I'm truly looking for a CEO. Uh, our our job is is pretty tough, and, and it's about much more than just scheduling practice and running an effective practice. Thanks for listening to The Right Fit, the show where we sit down with athletic directors and talk to them about their hiring process, what they look for in a head coach, and how they find it. I'm Adam Gordon, and today we're joined by Jim Abbott, Oklahoma City University Athletic Director. Jim has had a tremendous amount of success in his long tenure at Oklahoma City, uh, including winning the NAIA National Athletic Director of the Year Award twice, both in 08-09 and 2016-17. Jim has also earned a ton of other accolades, and their programs have had a tremendous amount of success both on and off the court and field. Uh, And Jim and I get into a great conversation, and he shares some great insight into how he hires his coaches and what exactly he's looking for. Before we get into today's podcast, I want to talk to you briefly about the Rising Coaches Search Firm. The Rising Coaches Search Firm helps improve your pool of candidates. Whether you're an athletic director looking to hire a head coach or you're a head coach looking to fill your staff, call us at Rising Coaches or visit us at risingcoaches.com to find out how we can help. We will find out exactly what you're looking for through a consultation, what values, characteristics you're looking for in a candidate, what experiences, what age, what background. Then we go out and recruit and vet and do extensive reference checks to make sure that we find you the best fit, the right fit. Visit risingcoaches.com slash search dash firm. Jim, take us into the first 24 hours when you know a job is open and you're going to need to hire somebody. Uh, You're going to need to make a, a coaching hire. What are those first hours like? What are those first 24 hours like? Are you, are you on Google trying to find <laughs> a coach or, you know, are you, are you scrolling through your Rolodex? What, what's the process for you? Well, I think at this point in my career, the first 24 hours, uh, first of all, you, there are a lot of boring things that you have to do with human resources in terms of paperwork and all that kind of stuff just to get to uh, getting the job posted. Um, but for me at this point, I'm, I'm reaching out to peers in the business, um, to sort of, uh, feel them out and see, uh, maybe if there's somebody that has, uh, stood out to them that I ought to be considering, uh, from time to time, I've called a coach or two, uh, to let them know that our position is open and, maybe to encourage them to, to apply. But um, I think the main thing for me is just to make sure that the word is out there, uh, whether it's uh, there is quite a grapevine, regardless of the sport, among coaches. Um, it, it's just amazing to me how quickly uh, the word gets out. And often I'll have people approaching me before the position is even opened. Um, but uh, really, the first 24 hours might start five or six or eight days before the job is open because uh, generally I'm going to be aware when an opening is coming. And, and when we finally get to that point where it starts, um, 
I'm doing a lot of proactive things to reach out to people. Do you you mentioned that people reach out to you even before the job's posted? Does that bother you? I mean, I know it just comes with the territory, so I'm sure you don't lose sleep over it. But is that a tactic that you would encourage, or or is it best just really to wait? Well, I think everybody is different. Um, for me personally, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I'm gonna. I have a basketball position that I'm gonna be filling soon, and it doesn't really impress me necessarily. Uh, uh, um, I know folks are just trying to figure out a way to stand out. Um, I, I guess I don't mind an email. Typically, if I get an email, I'm gonna tell people apply for the position. Uh, I'm not a fan of having. Uh, you know, big name coach call me out of the blue uh, because I tend to think that big name coach really doesn't care about Oklahoma City University. So it doesn't impress me that, you know, a, you know, a big name coach. Uh, um, uh, so um, for me personally, I'm really not looking for you to call me to to try to plead your case. I'm, I'm busy. I've got 22 sports. Um, uh, I'd rather reach out to you and have that conversation than have a bunch of people trying to contact me. And you mentioned that you're, you know, calling your peers and, and trying to see if there's anybody out there, uh, that, that they think that you should consider. Take me into that. Are you going into these searches knowing specifically what you're looking for? Uh, you want somebody with head coaching experience. You want someone young and energetic, or are you really first seeing what's out there and then kind of narrowing your field from there? Yeah, it's rare that I have a person, a single person in mind when we have an opening. Uh, I always want to see who's out there. So, um, you know, my advice to people, and again, this is just me personally, if you hear about the opening and you're interested, apply. Um, uh, because, you know, there's a little anxiety for me in the early days of, of seeing who's going to apply for this job. Um, I obviously watch a lot of, of our games and I get some sense of other coaches and I'm aware of what's happening nationally. So I'm aware of, of successful programs. Um, I do have a very good sense of what I'm looking for in a coach, uh, based on the culture of our department and the requirements of our positions. So um, uh, I would say it's just uh, I have a combination of people that are interesting to me. Um, I'll tell you on multiple occasions, I've hired a person that I had never heard of before we opened the position. So that gives you a sense that, uh, that I'm telling you the truth when I say I really want to sort of see who applies. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I reach out a little bit proactively to my peers, but more so I might call my peers after I'd narrowed it down a little bit uh, just to say, hey, this guy's in your league. What can you tell me about him? Um, and and uh, I find that to be very useful just to get more of a, a non-biased uh, reference. When you're when you're looking to hire coaches, regardless of sport, what are some non-negotiables that a coach that works for you must have, or that you're looking for? 
Well, um, I want somebody who can communicate. Uh, I want somebody that I believe can successfully recruit students that will fit at our institution. Um, uh, so that's not just great athletes, but that's uh, students that perform well academically, students that can follow the policies and procedures uh, of our campus. Um, so, you know, recruiting is is really important, regardless of the sport. Um, the Having a network to recruit with, um, having some proven success to find students, uh, understanding that Oklahoma City University is a private, a small private university. Um, uh, you know, I'd like to see successful coaches, uh, but I sort of warn them that, you know, we're not just about winning games. Um, we really, I look for people that are versatile. Uh, our job, our, you know, our jobs are hard jobs. Um, we expect coaches to be successful financially, competitively, socially, academically, uh, and that requires a versatile, organized, uh, uh, a hard worker, um, and a good communicator. So I think those are those are the areas um, that I'm most interested in. And, and so what you might take from that is you might say, gosh, you didn't talk at all about a great strategist. Um, uh, and I think that's important. I, I just um, I just that isn't as much my focus, and it's a little hard to. Uh, evaluate everybody's capability to create a game strategy or um, uh, or that kind of thing. I, I'm I'm truly looking for a CEO. Uh, our our job is is pretty tough, and and it's about much more than just scheduling practice and running an effective practice. Um, although those things are important for us as well. How do you try to project if someone has those qualities from someone with no head coaching experience? Uh, well, uh, you know, when we, we talk about it, um, and I think, I think the interview is a great opportunity. Uh, you know, coaches do it in lots of different ways. Some people bring a plan. Here's, here's, evidence of my capabilities. Here's how I would approach this. Uh, some people uh, talk us through the experiences that they've had that lead me to think that um, um, that they have those capabilities. Uh, I've certainly hired uh, coaches who have never had head coaching experience. Um, so I would at least say that I'm not just looking for somebody who's been a head coach. I think folks that have head coaching experience have a little, have, have, you know, more experience on the hot seat, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've got a former basketball coach who had never been a head coach and, uh, and he did a great job for us. So he was able to project, um, uh, all of those things, all of those qualities that I just talked about. And, and then he was able to, uh, uh, to deliver. 
And you mentioned the interview process. What what specifically are you looking for? By the time they get on campus, I'm, I'm assuming you've done a ton of homework. You've talked to people around them uh, that's maybe worked with those candidates or, or coached against them or worked against them. Do you have a pretty good idea by the time they get onto campus who they are, what they're about, or are you really you know, looking for some specifics uh, during that time? Um, I think the interview offers an opportunity for more details and more clarity. Um, I would be lying to you if I said I felt like I knew everything I needed to know about a coach before they got here. I think you get some sense while they're here. I mean, obviously, whether it's a couple of hours or or four or five hours, it's, it's difficult to feel like you absolutely know the person at that point, but um, I want to get a sense of who they are. I want to get a sense of the level of comfort uh, that I have uh, communicating with them. Uh, I will have some general ideas, but I'll have more pointed questions that I'll want uh, their response to. So um, uh, no, there's still absolutely some, some gleaning of information. And I think, I think that time together also gives me an opportunity to describe in detail uh, what we're about and what our expectations are. And you mentioned, you know, some coaches have plans or or packets. Are you interested in that? Is that a good practice for coaches to to have something like that? Or are you really more concerned with, you know, your feel around the candidate and, and how you're able to interact with them? Well, um, I want to. I want to understand what they know about our university and our program. Um, uh, so I want to see that they've done their homework. I, I don't. I'm not going to hire you because you can make a great packet. Um, uh, you know, I tend to think that these these plans are another way to show your ability to communicate and your thoughtfulness. Uh, and your organizational capabilities. Um, I'm generally turned off by a coach who has two pages of rules. Um, you know, if you're late for practice, you must do this. And if, and, and, but I always ask a question about discipline. Um, I always ask if they've ever dismissed a player from a team. And if so, why? Um, uh, so, uh, it's a little bit of a combination of things, uh, but no, I'm not. Uh, I don't want coaches to listen to this interview and think I've got to put a packet together. Um, uh, I, I just uh, that is that alone is not going to uh, probably. I mean, frankly, the danger in doing a packet is if you've done a packet already for some other school and you accidentally leave the other school in the packet. It's not real impressive to me. So, uh, you know, if you bring a plan, uh, you better dang sure make sure your spelling is right. And and you've uh, not, you know, I, I had somebody send, send me one of these emails recently and they misspelled Oklahoma. Um, so, you know, it, those things can work against you just as much as they work for you. What, what things can assistant coaches be doing now to uh, improve their chances of getting a head job? Well, 
it's a great question. I, I, I will tell you in our, on my campus, small college, um, I think assistant coaches, uh, the experiences that they're having are valuable. Um, um, so just again, the ability to be versatile is important. I think, you know, in, in sports, everybody starts at the bottom and we all do those unglamorous tasks, those little jobs. And then we, we become athletic directors or head coaches. And we realize those little things are very critical to success. So, um, you know, it is difficult for an assistant coach to stand out. It just is, uh, you know, we always wonder what does it mean to move from this chair to that chair? Um, uh, and I don't have great advice. I think part of what I always encourage athletic administrators to do is to, or aspiring administrators is to reach out to people, to reach out to people in the profession and, and and I think I would encourage assistant coaches to do that as well. Um, you know, this is the time of the year when jobs are starting to open. And so literally hundreds of people are hearing through the grapevine and they're sending emails and they're and, and that kind of thing. And so my point is don't wait till I'm getting a hundred uh, resumes to reach out and talk to me. Um or to some other athletic director, maybe spend a little time planting some of those seeds throughout the year. Uh, maybe during the summer when it's not particularly busy, if, if, I, if an assistant coach were to reach out to me in July and say, hey, I'm in Oklahoma City, do you just have 20 minutes for me to stop by? Uh, I'd be happy to do it. Um, I, I absolutely agree. It's hard for an assistant coach to stand out. Um, um, and I know assistant coaches aspire to be head coaches. Um, so I think they can do, they certainly do networking within their profession, which is to say they, they work camps and they get to know other coaches and they hope they can put that coach's name on their resume. And I think that's great, but, but guess what? Head coaches don't hire other head coaches. Athletic directors do. So I think part of my advice might be to spend a little time picking the brains of some ADs um, uh, and getting to know some administrators, and it might better position you when an opening comes. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to, to give advice uh, from the other perspective. So I'm a first-time AD. I'm just about to make my very first coaching hire. What advice could you give me about that? Well, I think the first thing I'd tell you is don't panic. Um, and there's always some anxiety. Uh, you have current players that you're worried about who are anxious. Um, uh, and, and the sooner you can get this position filled and get somebody in and recruiting and building, the better. Um, so I think that, uh, I think you just, you have to be thoughtful. I think that, um, you got to start, you have to think about a succession plan long before it's ever necessary. Um, uh, so the best thing a first time AD can be doing right now is, is creating in their mind kind of a plan. Um, you often hear administrators talk about 
keeping this list of prospects. Um, so I think that's that's part of what you have to do. Part of what you have to do is when you're playing a game, you're not just watching your team. Um, you know, you're watching the other team, and you're getting some sense of of other possibilities that might be out there. Um, I think rely on uh, you know, don't just look at two or three references uh, that a coach gives you. Um, figure out a way to talk to some other people who can give you some insight into a potential candidate. Um, and then really understand your department and your university and make sure that you pick an individual that you feel really good is going to fit, uh, that's going to work well with your other coaches, uh, that is going to grasp and understand the policies of your institution um, and you know, I've, I've been at this a long time. Uh, it's, it's, I, I'm giving advice to first time ADs and I'm just going to tell you, you're going to miss a time or two. Um, it, you know, we're all human and, um, you're going to feel great about a hire and it's not going to work out. Uh, and you're going to, uh, you know, you're just going to have some successes and failures and, the reality of our jobs is we all want to find somebody who's going to be here for a while. Um, but we don't offer multiple year contracts. Um, and, uh, those people who come in and do really well also eventually have lots of other opportunities at other places. So, uh, if it's your first hire, part of what you got to understand is it won't be your last. Um, but, the old advice of surrounding yourself with great people is absolutely true. Um, you want to hire somebody who is coachable, but you want to hire somebody who has the independence and the intelligence and the capability of running their program on their own. Jim, do you have time for one more question? Sure. How do you know when it's time to part ways with a coach? Well, that is a tough question. Um, so the way the way things work in my department is is we communicate regularly. So every coach has a designated meeting time with me, and um, uh, what we do with our coaches is we truly do define success for for them. So they know coming in, they've they've had this conversation when we interviewed them and we revisit this conversation frequently um, that we do truly expect them to succeed financially, competitively, academically, and socially. Um, So as we're communicating, if there are issues in any of those areas, they're going to be aware of it and they're going to have the opportunity to respond to that, uh, which is to say to correct that. So I would like to think that that when we get to the point where we make a decision that we've got to make a change, that it's not a surprise. Um, I think it 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 probably always is. Um, so so in my world, we have we I have had to replace coaches that have won national championships, um, and that would lead you to believe that. Uh, one of those other areas, academic, social, financial, we weren't, um, uh, this employee was not 
uh, meeting the mark there. So uh, it, uh, as I've grown in my profession, as my staff has grown, this is not just a decision that the athletic director makes. I, I consult with our associate athletic directors. Um, I do my best to to get with the coach and make sure that they know my concerns so it doesn't just build up quietly and the next day you're gone. I mean, we truly want to coach them to correct behavior. Um, so I would say that, that it comes down to either they're not performing in an area or two at the level that we need them to perform in or, um, or they're just, uh, or they're just not capable. So um, this human resources part, it's the hardest part of the job for me. Um, um, uh, and uh, working in athletics is, is challenging. So there's not, you know, there's not, in my career, there haven't been single incidents, one single thing that has led me to say, you got to go. Generally, it's sort of the combination of evaluating where we're at and and making a difficult decision that uh, we're not performing at the level that we ought to be, and I don't foresee that we're going to be able to. Jim, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for listening to The Right Fit. Just a quick reminder to write us a review and subscribe to the podcast. This is a new podcast, so the reviews are important to help us get new listeners. Thanks again, and as always, we'll release new episodes every Monday.